Are you ready for a war? And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, was just in the tin. It's best film ever. We got a real roundtable here today. Indeed. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. And uh, yeah, so we're going to do war films this month. We are. Yeah, um, probably similar to horror films. Not a genre I get into that much. Oh, see, I do. Oh, I think you're much more of this than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do like my old war movies, mainly the older ones, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I should mention Ethan's not here. He has some into the list. Um, we will miss his uh, his contribution this month, but mm-hmm. uh, he is filming something for school, so we really can't get around that. That's that's obviously his priority. It needs to be his priority. Yep. So he's just submitted his list. Thanks a lot, buddy. And uh, then we should probably talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. Not to call you an <laughs> elephant, Georgia, <laughs> but uh, do, you, do you want to explain why you did not submit a list? I did not submit a list because it turns out I have not seen really any proper war films. Um, I have seen, I could submit a list of four. And like I said on um, when we were recording for Beauty and the Beast, two of those are Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2, um, which I'm not sure really count as actual films. They are parodies. Well, Hot Shots are parody of Top Gun. Top yeah. Gun is a war movie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm not well, Cold War movie. Yeah, yeah so and and the other one would be Lamez and uh, and that. Forrest Gump. So I have a total of four. So I've elected not to actually put in a list because it's not fair if those weight the same way yeah, as it, your guys' ones. You're not wrong. So we we, we do want to be diplomatic. And this wasn't anything that I said. You can't do this. You came to me and said, "I don't think I can do this one." No, no, and it's true. But once I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, it would be insane to cast your vote as the same as ours. It's one thing when we all watch a movie and you go, here's what I think it was out of 10. For mm-hmm. whatever reason it is, I watched it, therefore my voice is valid. Mm-hmm. Except for when you give train spotting a zero. Um, <laughs> then it's not valid. Then it's not. Then we have to have a conversation. It was a two in the end. It was a two in the end. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, the idea that your vote for movie X, Hot Shots, could be worth as much as Liam's for seeing, you know, however long his list would have been, or mine. Yeah. It feels like that is... Not fair. That's not fair. Because Hot Shots would have been the top of that list. Wow. Yeah, it's a great film. Which, looking at the list we had here, uh, I feel okay. I feel okay. I'll say that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we could have used the fourth, just because it, it helps stop ties. Because what yeah. happens is we you know we, with some ties. We Did have you, some ties. Uh, That's okay. Okay, okay. Not at the top, though. So I'm glad about that. We do have a distinct number one. So that, good. that's good. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so we'll take a hot shot at it. No, <laughs> <laughs> and hot shots, we both had it on the list. Um, no, so that's that. Uh, so um, is there a reason why you don't watch war films, Georgia? Um, I'm just not into it. I don't have a massive... I think we spoke about it briefly um, before, but I don't, I don't like the... I don't like war, and I don't like... Um, glorification of war and i know not all films do that and there are some that are very very gritty and those sorts of things but in that case i don't want to watch it i don't want to see the brutality of war because i'm well aware of what it does and i don't like it so i'm not going to watch it unless there are superheroes and like spider-man and things going on and then it's a we were talking joking about it earlier a fun war it just doesn't it doesn't appeal out of curiosity do you have any interest in films that show the um rather than glorification the effects of these things as traumatic so you see films about soldiers who have like ptsd because yeah, then i don't like want to see it okay so that's just a disturbing yeah okay that's yeah, fine yeah. yeah what about if that's during the war but it's about a certain character of a person and how they developed then it's narnia own... and i'm okay with it <laughs> <laughs> no i i war settings just i just don't like it i just don't like yeah, it but there are films out there for instance like the imitation game with alan turin who helped end the war through um, breaking the Enigma machine. And that isn't really about focusing on deaths and, and yeah, stuff. And this it's is, more focusing on that person. And this is something that came up, and I was looking at some lists, and I was going, like, we associate war so often with just in the trenches, battle. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Dodge, dodge, dodge. Die, die, die. Yeah. When a lot of films can be touched around um, the people who are making decisions behind the scenes and the effect it had at home and, and these sorts of situations here, the strategic side of it potentially. Yeah. And none of us is here to say you're wrong for not enjoying films. We're just, I think we're just trying to figure out where no, is the I'd actual... I would probably be more likely to watch those sorts of films, but I've not seen the Invitation oh, really? Game. So, Darkest like, Hour? No. Darkest oh, Hour, brilliant. But yeah. I think it's because 
if unless I know someone goes, oh, it's actually about this part of it. If I if they're usually marketed as as war films, okay. and then I'm I'm just not inclined to want to watch them. And if I'm, if, am I going to ask one more? I know we've been asking yeah, a lot of questions. I just don't want you to feel like we're we're, we're grilling. You. <laughs> no, you're right. That's all. I mean, we 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 have a bit of bantery and a lot of stuff, but that's about kind of more silly stuff. This is a bit more. Not a, it's it's just about your personal beliefs and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. What if you go back to like pre, um, pre like gunpowder war? What if it's like you know swords and shields, and it's like here's England, here's Scotland. Are you ready for a war? All that sort of stuff. More all right with that, I think, because it's not. It's, it's not as much carnage okay. because it's harder to kill a lot of people with a sword. This is what goes back to my argument about how, why um, Jedi's use lightsabers because they're defensive weapons. Like it's a lot harder to kill yeah. a lot of people with a sword than it is a lot harder to kill a lot of people with a machine gun. Okay. Now we do have listeners who um, have served for their countries yeah. in, in, in armed forces. And we are not here by any means to cast any aspersions on people who have served their, 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 their country far, far from it. It takes a great deal of commitment to, to, to do that thing uh it's just when you sit down and choose to watch something for entertainment that's yeah. just not an avenue that you want to go down no same as same as it isn't for horror or psychological thrillers because it, i don't enjoy them yeah it's it yep. as simple as that that's that's fine thank you very much you're welcome um can i leave now <laughs> <laughs> well we kind of got you heading yeah, up sort of like the, the the group and sort of moderating yeah. a bit as yeah. far as this goes in case there's stuff that, that we don't naturally sort of come to with, with our i mean liam i think the reason people like war movies is um it's a bit of male escapism and sort of am, am i wrong on this one like no, it's kind no, of you're right you know you know when, when we were little kids i mean it's, we talk about I mean, toy stories i mean we reviewed and yet you know, once one of the toys that he has he has those little green army men right yeah and the idea about here's because you know war movies and things like that they're like morality plays here's the good guys here's the bad guys now life's not as simple as that no. but it's entertainment it doesn't have to be as simple as that exactly and so uh, I think, you know, those are the kind of films that I maybe more gravitate towards. Like the ones in the 70s that get all weird, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> there's a few of them, which are going to come up as we talk about them today. Yeah, yeah. Those are a little, and we're like, war's hell on everybody. Like, I agree with you, it is. I don't know if that's necessarily what I want to watch. Um, and so that's the, but what is it about war movies that you like so much? Is it, is it about that kind of idea where for that minute you get to feel like you're in the, tra- like it's, it's brotherhood, it's camaraderie, it's all those things, isn't it? For me, it's, um, seeing a personal story, really. Um, somebody surviving against the odds. So say like they've gone down, a plane's gone down and they've gone behind enemy lines and that's how they get from that end to another end. You know, do they escape? Do they do this? You know, it's more about the personal stories more than the big overall stories. Yeah. Normally when they use a big overall story, like, I like a good Titanic movie. Not because of the Titanic is sinking or because people are dying, but because they normally do personal stories around a situation. Yeah. And that's the same with the war movie. You'll find that they'll do um, personal stories around what's going on around them and how they get there and how what affects them and stuff like that. And that's what I like. I like, I like personal stories, especially underdogs. Underdogs, he's not supposed to, to, to get to from A to B. They're supposed to be dead. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes war movies are supposed, are, the war is a setting by which we just explore a character's development on some sort of arc that they're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And war just happens to be where, where they are that instigates those conversations or those stories to be told. But I think those things are generally individual and you go this is a great movie for this reason as opposed yeah. to going over to find something that looks war-esque i'm not a huge war-esque kind of guy like uh, the films that people have seen i haven't seen thin red line i haven't seen black hawk down no, you know films that are kind of like the typical like warry you know live vicariously through these guys and go to the front lines they are the ones i i, I gravitate i'll towards. be honest with you me me neither yeah um there are a few that's got by me which we'll go through later i guess yeah, there's some there's some someone i'm like yeah i have to see this this is the yeah you know, um, but again, it's personal stories, not not the actual. I don't want to see out and out war. I don't want to nope. see, you know, people. Getting, Some people do. They do, yep. but I personally don't. Nope. It just so happens there are movies I enjoy and like through personal stories, not. The actual war, if you like. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's maybe take a look at some. Let, let's start with the pre-industrial sort of movies. So I don't know. Like, what are some war movies that are like before? Before the advent of like the machine gun, like before World War One, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so like, um, like Zulu, 
I've never seen Zulu, but you want to talk about Zulu for a bit? So yeah. It's, it's about the Zulu War, I'm guessing? The Zulu War, yeah. yeah. Um, the film Zulu focuses on Rourke's Drift, which is where um, I can't remember the number of British soldiers, but there's very little. I think they're, they're outnumbered by the Zulus, like one to every ten or something. Um, it could be more, it could be less, I can't really remember, but they're outnumbered. And they're basically um, trying to hold their position until the cavalry arrives until um uh, the other people come to help them and basically the odds are against them and they're not going to win they're not going to survive but they do they hold them off they hold the zulus off uh, and it's such a and that's based on a true story you know um you can also go to rock's drift and you can find um uh artifacts from that time you can find different bits because i think i was 18 late 18 Second half of the, eight, of the 19th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah 18 something. So. 18 yeah. something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've only ever seen the film twice. Uh, Michael Caine and a guy called Stanley Baker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those films that I I enjoyed because it was a struggle from... Uh, against the odds. It was against the odds movie, and that's what I liked about it. It was, you know, it, it was based on a true story, and you think, when you watch this, you think to yourself, oh my God, really? How would I react in this situation? How... How do you... I put myself in movies, which is why I don't like horror movies. <laughs> so so if I'm watching this... <laughs> yeah, I hate it, right? Yeah. So, so when I'm watching something like this, for instance, like um, Zulu, I'm putting myself in that position going, would I be one of these people? I'd like to think that I would stand and fight and go, yes, I, I could do this. I could. You don't know until don't you're in that so. situation. Yeah. You know, are you one of these people that go, I just want to hide? <laughs> I think you know? I am, but well, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You don't know until that happens. And you'd be surprised. And so I put myself in that situation and I say to myself, you know, how did they survive this? And when they survived it, because they stayed united, they stayed together and they thought they were going to lose, but they just carried on. I think in many ways, like war films like this are almost like microcosms or a subgenre or a cousin of the sports film genre. Yeah. Because it's like, can we overcome the odds? Can we be, you know, I, I, but it's two rival teams facing each other. And one side's got to win and one side's got to lose. Now, the stakes of those are different in the sense of it's victory in a sporting event mm-hmm. versus life and death, theoretically. Yeah. But you'll still have many of the same emotional beats where you'll see, you know, key, key players like stumble, fall, get hurt, t- take it out, or, or in this case, die. And so if done correctly, you should feel an emotional journey with the side that you're on. Mm-hmm. It can be more lighthearted than a sports thing, obviously, but in, but in a war movie, I guess you can, get, you can have the whole against the odds thing. It just feels like such a sports trope. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just why I sort of bring that up. Yeah. Well, I uh, see. This is weird for me, right? Um, I've been to see a lot of plays over the last few years, um, and one of them was uh, the Sons of Ulster March Towards the Somme. Right? I didn't think I was going to like this. It's, it was male heavy cast. Um, it was live on stage, and is obviously the First World War, and it's about these how they go from different towns. Because they stopped all this during the second one because they lost so many people in towns because a regiment would be a town. And um, this this play basically took all these characters from one specific town and some of them didn't like each other. They knew each other from school and they grew up together and some really were good buddies and blah, 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 and they go off to war. And they show you each different struggle these people go through. And the least likely person you'd think would help them helps them out Okay, and um, at the end they all they all sing a song and come together, and you know that that last whistle they hear, you know that's going over the top, and they're not coming back. Uh, and they say things like, you know, we'll have a beer afterwards, you know, we'll do this and we'll do that, and they're like, yeah, 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 and they're fighting forward and they're going, yeah, we're going to win this, and you know they're not. Yeah, you know, interesting. Just to pivot on that, I mean, I have a film that kind of does a similar thing. Curious your thoughts on if you ever saw it. I didn't put it on my list. I considered it, but I didn't put it on my list. You ever see 300? No. Oh, really? The one with Gerard, the one the thing that made Gerard Butler like like a, like a superstar? I, is that one where you go, this is Sparta? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you never see that? Because that's got um, Sean Maguire in it. Does it? Yeah, and he was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Sean Maguire, because a friend of mine was saying at the time, and he was in EastEnders, which is... <laughs> oh, really? That's quite the crossover. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That was a big thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I've never, never seen it. So, Georgia, did you ever see 300? 
I did not know it. It's on the it's on the audience list. Oh, it's on the audience yeah, list. Okay, yeah, sorry, so, I thought it was there or not. No, sorry. So is um, Zulu. So Zulu is one of about twelve oh. that got five points. Um, and so didn't make the uh, didn't make okay, the cut. Good. No, the cut. Was, we, we don't want to be giving away those just yet. Do you, not even the point total. The point total's fine. No one's in The po- point total was seven. Made. Seven. Oh, so it was close. It was close. It was yeah, close. yeah. So Zulu was, was up there. Okay. There was a lot of films that got five and four and three um, points basically, um, and three hundred got three. So yeah, they were they're quite close. Oh, okay. Something I'm a sucker for is because I mean I've got my deg- despite the fact that I teach films, the fact that I teach English, my degree's in history. So something I'm a sucker for, and I think it's maybe why I, I'm inclined to like certain war type movies. Yeah, is is because of its link to history. So I'm a sucker Same. for anything American re- revolution kind of stuff. So oh, one okay. that one that I had on my list is not one that makes high enough to, to qualify. But you talk about Zulu, and mine's about the same part for mine. Is uh, I really like the Patriot. Oh, I still haven't seen that. With, with Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson, yeah. So basically, it's like they went, we really like Braveheart. More about that film later. <laughs> <laughs> we really like Braveheart. Nobody great. Let's do an American one. Cool. So who are you thinking for the actor? Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so, so a carbon copy. Mel Gibson, you say? Yeah. Oh, okay. And what what, what should happen? Well, he should be, uh, he should be funny. Uh, oh, okay, great. Anything, uh, and he should have like, one of his members of his close family die during the process because they've gone too far. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, we, we can, we can, we can, we can do that. I'm hooked. I'm oh, I'll tell you, what, I, you know what though. It, despite all that, it totally gets it. Oh, it another totally three points. Oh, brilliant! Is it? Yeah. Uh, Patriot. Uh, the the bad guy in the Patriot, if I recall correctly, is the same as the bad guy in A Night's Tale. Oh, okay. That guy there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like a he's a British soldier who like won't follow any of the rules. He'll do like savage yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, and, but there's some great. I mean, there's a shot of you think Gibson's about to die, and he looks up, and you see some soldier running ahead of him with old glory you know, oh, the stars yeah, and stripes yeah, yeah, running yeah. by him and he he the finds flatman. it in him to like overcome like if I, america if you're out there i love all your pageantry i really do all yeah. that sis boom bah, the flag was still standing there i mean oh it's just it just works so well in, in films mm-hmm. all these kind of big speeches about independence and freedom and oh it's just so good well back then wasn't it an honor to to be um a bannerman i think they were called weren't they i think so i think you're right yeah yeah. they didn't carry any rifles or any guns or any swords or anything no your job was you just you run just with the flag r- you just run with the flag don't you it's not the job i want fuck no <laughs> <laughs> i would rather have that job would you yeah okay if I was running that much, I'd be flagging. Hopefully, the rule was no shooting, <laughs> no shooting the bannerman. Yeah, you'd exactly. Hope. You'd think, wouldn't you? But like, there were like there were bands. You get yeah, a job in the. Bands, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be well up for that. Give me a job in the band. The band doesn't get shot. I'll play the triangle. I'll play the, the fife. <laughs> I figured out the other day that I can play the spoons. You do spoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I like me the spoons. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Until when I mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I have one. I've just lost it. That is a shame. Um, one I um do like, and I didn't put on my list. Um, is Spartacus. Oh, so like we're talking like way back. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, Spartacus is something I've never made it to. It's it's always been in my. I think I know how it ends. Yeah, I think I think you know I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is rift, of course, famously in Life of Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what is it? So this is like Spartacus, like Greek, yeah, yeah. Greek or Roman yeah, or something. Roman, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, would be Roman, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't remember to, the reason I didn't make my list is because I can't remember. I can't remember all of it. I just remember bits. Okay. And basically, Spartacus is one of these ones who um, is a slave, and he he has an uprising. If you like, he decides that he's going to lead this rebellion of people, and they don't like it because obviously they're following him. And he's got his own kind of army of slaves, if you like, going up and down the country having minor battles and beating people basically and they finally get hold of him and um they want to know who Spartacus is because they know that's in this group of people mm-hmm. and he stands up and he says i am Spartacus and to save him and to save him yeah they all stand up one by one going no i'm Spartacus no, oh, okay. i'm Spartacus i'm Spartacus so no one actually knows who Spartacus really is from what i can remember it's kind of reference someone in the dark night isn't it when he stands up and says he's Batman, even yeah. though he's not. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they borrowed from that quite heavily. I'd yeah, I bet they did. Um, let's do one that, you know what? I'm going to jump ahead, but people are going to want to know why it's not on the list or why it isn't on the list. We've seen this one. 
Oh. It's not making our list. It's not making my list. I didn't even write it down as a contender. Ap- Apocalypse Now. Should we talk about it? Oh, my God. You were really up for seeing that. I was, because that was one of the I love films. the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah. Well, it's got Robert Duvall in it. It's got um, like a Marlon young Brando. Robert Duvall in it. Yeah, yeah. Marlon Brando, it's Charlie Sheen. Hopper, not Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, yeah. yeah. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. You know, all these great actors. <sighs> you know? And it's basically just one guy going to find Kurtz, is it? General Kurtz, yeah, he's gone rogue. He's gone rogue. He's living amongst the people. Yeah, and um, he's going down the river, and that's basically each stopping off at each point, isn't it? And you're watching him break over the course of two yeah. hours. And I remember looking at you and going, "I think the message is going to be that war is hell, and it breaks you down." And I'm like, <laughs> kind of already got that. Yeah, oh, I didn't need to watch. We watched the extended version, but that was like we did watch the extended version. But I can't imagine if I. <laughs> I think we're going to have to at some point, but I am not looking forward to watching that again. I don't want to watch that again. Only four points on here, so there's not too many. Really people upset? Yeah. Wow, wow, oh, apocalypse okay. now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It is older, and our, our lists do tend to skew young, like more more modern than than not. So I mean, there is that side of the coin, so to speak. What about things like? Um, platoon platoon i wanted to get around to and just i've had a crazy month and couldn't find time and really wanted to one best picture really wanted to see it yeah um ethan put it on the list i'll say that much it's on ethan's list it's not very high but it's on ethan's list really wish he was here to talk about it again that's one of them films of what didn't they make a sequel to no it's cocoon no 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 (laughs) (laughs) it's military that's a different it's a different movie there's there's people out there listening going oh my god that's a completely different movie yeah um but I remember at the same sort of time, there was a film called Casualties of War came out with Michael J. Fox. Oh, wow. And Sean Penn. Okay. Um, so Casualties of War and Platoon, <laughs> I haven't seen them for so long. I can't actually remember which is which. And I, I tend to blend the oh, two. Yeah? Okay. So I, I, again, they didn't make my list because I didn't want to talk about something I couldn't really remember. But okay. I know that... Platoon got a zero. Really? It was on the list because of when you were sending me how to do it, it was one of the films you used as an example, so it was still on my list of like films. No one did it. No one put it in their top five. Wow. Really? I remember that being a big big shocker because there's a big scene in that. Yeah. About someone breaking down. Um, Tell you something I haven't seen really anything of, and you you may have. I haven't seen any... I can't bring myself... Maybe it's just... I think because of the media saturation of this event... I can't bring myself to watch any films on it. I just don't want to spend my time doing it. It's anything to do with like any of the wars in the Middle East in the 21st century, whether it's Afghanistan or Iraq. Yes. Yeah, These aren't stories. I haven't seen American Sniper. I haven't seen Jarhead. I haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty. Those Zero Dark Thirty is probably the one I'm more interested in than the rest. Three Kings. Is that Three. I haven't seen Three Kings. Um, Hurt Locker. Haven't seen Hurt Locker, although that one's one I'm, I'm more interested in as well. Yeah, because that's if Catherine Three Bigelow. Kings is on here, and I'm Catherine sure Bigelow. Jarhead on here, but they're not very high so up on the list. If I was in a situation where maybe I had some, because I, I, I spent my 20s living in Canada, I spent my 30s for the most part living in the UK, mm-hmm. um, countries that have military programs, not nearly the breadth of the American military program. Nope. So if I was if I was in the military or someone in the military, I'd be more inclined to go see and then associate with these characters I'm seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. As it is, I just kind of want I just need the, my, my my entertainment world to be different from what I'm seeing on my television screen, and people can go. You, you have a viewpoint. You think maybe that's irresponsible. I mean, I just I just ugh, I yeah I don't know what it is. I just it's it's just difficult i i like my history that's why i'm a history degree. i like it in the past yes yes i yes, want to yes. distance myself from it it just feels too close same same I, I i totally agree i've just thought of another two films that would go hand in hand that i hadn't thought of earlier i haven't seen these but i'm interested to see them yep flags of our fathers is it flags of our fathers and letters from iwo jima uh letters from iwo jima made oh sorry about that letters from iwo jima made ethan's list because they are two films filmed identical times but on, e- on opposing sides. So you'll see some footage exactly the same, but from a different angle, from different sides. So you'll get the Japanese view and you'll get the American view. This was done by Clint Eastwood, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I still haven't seen them. Um, I keep meaning to get around to see it because that'd be interesting to see the both different takes. Yeah. 
I think that would be... Neither made the audience no? poll. No. Oh, okay. Maybe that's that legitimate. Yeah, I'm not surprised about Ethan's list if it's, if it's a Clint Eastwood film. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of artsy, kind of high-end sort of stuff whenever Eastwood gets his... It's uh, a clever idea. ...hands on something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And the idea that I think the, the more modern version of storytelling would be let's tell stories from both sides. Yeah. And let's make sure we don't permanently represent one as one way and one of the Have you ever seen the film Red Tails? No, I never even heard of it until you put it in your list. Okay, Red Tails is, that weren't really, it was a cinema release, I believe. I didn't see it at the cinema. I saw it on um, DVD. And it's got Cuba Gooden Jr. in it. And it's basically um, all black um, flying, uh, like, like. Battalion? No, what's, what's the, yeah, like, like the American version of the Royal Air Force. Okay, the Air um, Force. Oh, well, the Air Force, yeah. 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 Um, but they were banned from flying with white people, basically. You weren't allowed to be pilots. So they had their own little segment, their little uh, uh, flying force. They had, their, they had their own sort of segregated division. division. Yeah. Okay. And it's called the Red Tails. And you could tell them, obviously, because by the tails of their planes were red. And uh, honestly, they did things, again, based on a true story. Um, I think it's loosely based. Um, but based on a true story, and uh, they were superb in what they did. Some of the stuff they did was incredible. You ever see Flyboys? Um, no. It's got what's his name? Uh, uh, Franco in it. <gasps> I like Franco. Yeah, Franco was a. He, it's about. I think it's. It's World War One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get stationed in France. I forget, but it has one character who can't fly for 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 America. So I think he basically lends his talents to the Brits or something like that. And it was just part of that, which is part. So it was just sort of hit a, hit a link. Flatboy's okay. It was on my short list, but didn't make my final list. Uh, it's a nice story. It gets like a lot of stories. It gets muddled up with, with, with a little bit of a love story in the middle of it, and I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. It's like it's like they weren't happy with the story unless they thought there was a love story to hook people in. And I'm like, I didn't need it. It just it was just oh, it was just it's difficult when that happens. It just pads out in a way. If it's not necessary, the films I have the highest up on this list don't feel the need to do stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so. interesting fact. Did you know, as you're Canadian, um, during the Second World War, because the Americans didn't want to join the war. Yep. And that weren't, I mean, the Japanese were stupid, really, to do, you know, do the whole bomb Pearl Harbor. Harbor yeah. You know, because that just antagonized the Americans to then come into the war. Uh, America had a, had a policy of something called isolationism. And oh, isolationism okay. means we are, we're an ocean away. We're not getting caught up in the rest of the world's problems. If basically it's like the person who goes, hey, man, they've always been cool to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but they've always been good to me. So I'm not going to get myself mixed up with that. Even though you're going, it's morally wrong. Like there is like look look what look what's occurring in Europe. How can you not get involved in this? Not not they're they're, they're not. Hey, we're just keeping out of out of which is kind of ironic if you consider like America's place in the world, the reputation today about yeah, America's yeah, involvement yeah, in, in yeah, sort of yeah. other other nation stuff. Um, but yeah, so it, 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 you had to have Pearl Harbor to justify them breaking because now because now we're not breaking that pact. Now someone's sort of egging them on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, so, um, yeah. Before then, um, before Pearl Harbor. Um, we had over here in in Britain. We had mainly Canadian fighter pilots come over and help. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, we also we did have American. Some would come and fly on the Canadian side because they wanted to. They wanted to help. Yeah, but America couldn't officially be in it, so they yeah, would volunteer yeah, yeah. for another country. Yeah, yeah. and same with some Americans. There were some Americans that came over. Oh, that's what I mean. Americans would come to Canada or they'd come to Britain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Canada was all on board. Yeah, we 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 had divisions. We had a stuff. lot of Can- Canadians that yeah. came over and helped. A lot of Canadians, a lot of South Africans, a lot of Australians, yeah, yeah, Commonwealth yeah. Thai, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, oh, had something, then it's gone, but that's okay. Have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? Have not seen Hacksaw Ridge. It's Mel Gibson directing, right? Uh, oh, over that or Clint Eastwood, I can't it's, remember. It's fairly recent, right? It's a recent one, yeah. Yeah, George, I don't know if you're able to check that up, but yeah, I believe Hacksaw Ridge is... Garfield? I, have, I do have a question, and I'm going to Google it now, because I've got Hacksaw Ridge on here, um, but I've also got Heartbreak Ridge. Yes, that's different. Oh, different is it, he's a different film. Yeah, different okay, film. so I didn't yeah. know if it was just a typo or nope. if it was like an autocorrect thing, but... Uh, I'm not so sure if that's Gibson or Clint Eastwood that directs Heart... Is Hacksaw Ridge when it came Ridge. out? Did it come out like, like a year ago or two years ago? No, it's about three, Hacksaw four Ridge years ago. Hacksaw Ridge is 2016. Yeah, yeah. Is it Mel Gibson? It is Mel Gibson. Yeah, oh, okay. And it's got um, Andrew Garfield. That's it. amazing how quickly time flies. Oh, I know. I would have said two, three years. I'm like, just before the pandemic, maybe? No. Nope. Five Way years before ago. That. Five years ago. <laughs> it's a great little movie. Again, based on a true story. Uh, and it's about a guy that basically, um, they're on this like cliff's edge and they're fighting 
um, the opposing side, and they basically get pinned down. And Andrew Garfield's character, he's a fairly nobody. He's somebody who's just, you know, in the thereabouts, you know, sort of fighting. Yep. He then gets these guys that are injured, and he gets one out of the, the danger zone, if you like, have him hoisted down the cliff, and he goes back more and more and more until he saves, I don't know, X amount of people. And it's an, an, over a period of a night where he just carries on um, saving these people. And that's the whole story. But it's really, really good. There's been a, uh, a push lately um, to sort of go back to war epics. I don't know if it's because, you know, we've, we've told all the other versions of stories that we can, so everything's cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've had the last couple of years, I don't know if you've seen either of these. I have not. And so I'm one of those about my favorite, like my currently, my current favorite director, although that might be waning because he's getting a little bit too smart for his own good, um, which is uh, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. And it's Dunkirk. Have you seen Dunkirk? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's a very noisy movie and a very quiet movie. Okay, I felt like um, Harry Styles isn't that? Eh? Harry Styles is brilliant. Is he? Okay. He's brilliant in this movie. Um, which is why I'm shocked that he hasn't done more after this. I think there's stuff in the works from. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but I expected more straight after because he actually showed some acting chops in this. Um, you find that when. Uh, Obviously, they do the Dunkirk thing and you know the history of it all and everything else. Um, but I found with this movie, it, it, was, it was one of the movies that antagonized me a little bit because, because of the sound. Because when there's gunfire, it's loud. Okay. And when it's like they're flying planes, like Tom Hardy's flying his plane, it's very quiet. Oh, really? Okay. Visually, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend the film. I'd, 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 I'd watch it again. See, 1914? 1917. 1917, sorry, yes, 1917. Yes. Again, it's one, it has one of the longest um, one-take... Oh, the, the whole film's supposed to be one-take, if I recall correctly. No, not the whole film's in one-take. I think there's, certain, there's a scene that's done in one-take. Um, what's the name of something the... Like 15 oh, minutes what's the name of the cinematographer? Uh, Deakins, I think it's Roger Deakins, who won Academy Award for cinematography for oh, that. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's... Uh, there's one great scene at the end where um, they're running through no man's land, if you like. And uh, this guy, because he's running... Um, he's not fighting, he's just running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he gets sideswiped by another another runner going a different direction. And uh, I just think that was just accident, a happy accident that was just kept in the movie. Yeah, Georgia. So 1917 is technically a one is uses It uses single shot coverage. So it is, there aren't any breaks in it. Obviously it has been done several times. Like there are lots of different takes in it you just hide it you can't see the takes in it yeah yeah it's they doesn't like shot jump from one place to another you you don't get like the reaction shot no yeah yeah um but it's not just one whole it's not just shot as in one big long movie you you know who else did that was um so each scene is like one it's like one shot yeah yeah, yeah. um you know know who else does that is uh birdman i know it's not a war film but birdman have you seen birdman yeah i have yeah i didn't didn't like that i loved it uh, cause I didn't it, get it. Well, it had, never, it had one of those open, ambiguous sort of endings, which I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Atonement, which... which I haven't seen. See, the war parts... See, I, I didn't... I, I ranked it, not highly, because the war's, the war's part of it, but it's not the main part of it. Yeah. Uh, Atonement, Is it James McAvoy and um, Kira Knightley? That's the one, yeah. So the concept is there's a uh, girl. Uh, it's like this very posh, well-to-do family. And there's this girl visiting, and uh, she gets raped by someone on, on the grounds, and they says can't couldn't couldn't see because of uh, um, the fact that I, th- I think he he pushed her down and yada yada yada, oh, okay. and it's and it's an, it's an underage girl, and so the question is who did it, and so we're going all the way around sort of a table here, and we're trying to find who is the most likely to do it, and the whole thing's told through flashbacks of moments, and we get a, and. Sort of our protagonist is like is like a child herself. Mm-hmm. It's not, not not the girl who got assaulted. It was her friend who got assaulted. But she's you're getting like fragments of what she sees, and then we get to see get to see this the scene from like like an omniscient perspective, mm-hmm. and realize how she's not seeing what she thinks she sees. But uh. it justifies when she gives this report that sort of fingers the wrong person. Oh, and then then what happens as a result of the consequences of her. Her actions. Her actions, and then how she lives with that. 
And uh, it ends in the sense that there are something like three possible endings, depending on how you read this thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember for a walk afterwards was talking it through, and I went, there's, there's three different endings here. It could be this, or it could be this, or it could be this. And they're all possible. Because by the time she gets done telling her story, she tells it in like a book form and kind of confesses to the world what she's done. But uh, she's going through like dementia. Oh, and so like how much of this is actually legit yes. and when you start looking at clues from the version we've seen and the version we've seen is like her book that she's written yeah so it, it's a book that was made into a movie but a huge part of it is a couple of the characters get sent to the front to, to fight in i guess world war one mm-hmm. and um sort of their side of it and there's a glorious one shot that's like two minutes and 47 seconds long and they do the whole beach it's one of the best shots most best examples of cinematography i've ever seen yeah, yeah. I think it was Oscar nominated for that. Uh, yeah, so it was really, really strong. Really, really liked it. Um, is there anything else that we should talk about in this sort of situation here? Uh, I mean, the other part of the war, I think, is the stuff we talked about, where it's characters who talk about, you know, characters who are on the outside of the war but are in the leadership positions, yeah. and sort of the journey of those great men, typically men, because that's just the way history's been. It is, yeah. So we got, like, Darkest Hour. We've got, like, uh, mm-hmm. Lincoln. Yeah, we've got. Uh, oh, there's another one. I forgot it now. That's okay. Uh, but these other ones. So you know, and that side of it, and seeing what it was like at Holmes. Darkest Hour tells the story of Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. uh, played in an Oscar-winning performance by Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah, and so good in this. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, he's really good in it. And uh, it's just the idea of. You know, how, how do you keep a country rallied? I mean, we could even argue King's Speech might have been a, a war movie. It's the same idea, isn't it? He's yeah, used to yeah. go on the radio and, 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 and rally everybody. But everything's going to be okay. Because for the first few years, we're losing. Losing bad. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not going well. And so, you know, what, what do you do and how do you rally a nation? A nation that doesn't know how to be rallied. The one that wants to just give up and, and give in to Hitler. And, you know, you know, when you base it with the fact that it's historical fact, yeah, I think it adds an extra punch to it without any of the glorification or it's just the deal of how do you keep spirits high? How do you stop your nation from breaking? Also, it also makes you think that how things would have changed because when you think how Churchill came into power of um, taking over the prime ministers, A, because Chamberlain passed away and uh, the guy that was supposed to take over was a guy called Lord Halifax. And he, yeah, he, he, he and, left, yeah. And, and he didn't want to, he was the own up and come a guy. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to lose the war. I can't I'm be the guy gonna, who I'm loses not, the war, yeah. no. No, because then I'm the guy who loses the war. No, I need my, my things later. And he, he blows he, it for he himself. He blows it completely. Yeah. And Churchill only gets it because he's They, they the pretty only, much put him in there to be, to be the fall guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, what a, what a great guy, though, the, the, to, to give those speeches that we know of as these famous speeches now um, and to rally the rally people around yeah. great britain to give them spirits to give them knowing that we're he's got the inside information yeah. you know yeah we were lucky in the sense that we had the um underground tunnels yeah yeah <laughs> from the victorians because yeah. that saves a lot of people it does you know uh, Georgia, I think it's time to hit our uh, audience top 10. Maybe as we go through, we can uh, talk about the ones we've seen. So I know there's some ties and things like that. We'll have yes. to go through it in that regard. But why don't you go ahead and sort of, uh, I guess Rachel Rye, leave us up for us. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, um, the first one is a tie. We have a uh, tie for joint ninth place, both with seven points. Um, and that is The Last Samurai and Schindler's List. <gasps> okay, so Last Samurai just flat out haven't seen. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, is it really? Oh, I totally forgot about The Last Samurai. It's an epic. It's like a three-hour movie. I remember I bought it for my mum, and she said to my sister, I guess Ian's run out of ideas for what to get <laughs> And I was like, we always bought each other movies. I'm like, why don't you want to? I think I wasn't living at home anymore. So it wasn't, we used to rent movies, and then we'd buy sort of the greatest hits and be our Christmas presents for each other. But I thought, this seems all right. What's so good about it? Well, this is the last thing that I think Tom Cruise did anything worthy of. Okay. Um, I didn't go in thinking anything other than, oh, it's another thing. Well, I'll be all right. Um, and I walked in, and it, I think it's, I think it's the end of the Civil War. I think it's the end of the American Civil War, and he's injured, um, and he's become a bit of a drunk. He doesn't really know what to do with himself. Um, he's quite high up, I think, in his regiment, um, or something like that. And he goes out to, he gets recruited to fight the Samurais, mm-hmm. and 
everybody dies. The the samurais have come in and took over and this, that, and the other. And um, he's the last man standing. And they see the heart and fight in him that he has, even though he's up against everybody. Mm-hmm. And the lead guy of the samurais kind of say, look, don't kill him. We'll just keep taking capture um, as captive. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he starts learning um, their ways of life and their views and everything else until he starts learning the way of the samurai. And then the end of the film is him fighting. Alongside him. Alongside them okay. against his old oh, okay. former people, yeah. if you like. But he's a total convert into the life he believes. And he feels saved by these people, even though they took him captive to start with. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a great great little movie. Okay, I say little. It's it's a long movie. And then number nine, Sinner's List, which we all admit we haven't seen. No, no but we're gonna have to watch it. Aren't we? I, it was I wasn't gonna watch it for this because, and I'm sorry if everybody feels like you should. I, I hear you, um, but I want to watch it the first time when we actually sit down and review it properly. It needs and, to be because yeah. I, I imagine if I watched, it, I would have needed the whole episode just to talk my way through it. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Uh, Holocaust movies are an interesting choice. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna come up on the list in a second. Uh, something that you and I both had, and it didn't make the overall list, actually, and it just fell short, was The Pianist. Mm. And we both put it on ours, and that's a Holocaust survival kind of film. And you know how I felt about that film when we were Hard watching. watch. It was a very hard watch. And I said to you, I can't watch this film. Yeah. Halfway through, I was like, I need to turn this off. No, I mean, you can see why Adrian Brody wins an Oscar for it. Oh. But the first half is a hard watch because it's just watching people's... It's just watching. It's almost like watching torture. You're just watching people get abused it's over and over and over horrible. again. The second half of the movie, it turns into a bit of a into a bit of an escape film, and that's that's a different kind of movie. So it, 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 it totally shifts. It totally shifts when it's him on the run. If it's not for that German officer, yeah, the German who cared, the German who cared. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what saved that for me. Yep. If that hadn't had him in it, I would never watch this movie again. Oh, really? okay. That movie made me think. That, that that tormented me. <laughs> it was a hard movie. Wasn't it? it really, really. I remember you going. I don't think I'm gonna get through it. And I was like, Oh, come on! And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can get through it. <laughs> but I, I was know. trying to put on brave front so we could get through this movie. I know. Yeah, but I'm glad I persisted yep. uh, because it, it paid off in the end. But I mean, it's a, anybody who's not seen it, and you know, highly recommend. Very highly recommend. But it's a very hard, 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 hard watch. Yeah, uh, Georgia, what's up next? Uh, so at number eight, we have got Braveheart. Ooh. Nine points. One of your favorites. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's on my list. It, it's it's fairly high. Um, I we did a whole episode on Braveheart, so I don't want to I don't want to overstay our welcome on this one. It's 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 like a pre machine gun war movie done on an epic scale, and we don't do those anymore. Uh, you know, you want those extras, then you better you better get all those extras. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you better, you better find people and and do them up and get the costumes and all those things that we would do with CGI now. It's like Gladiator, isn't it? Yeah, and there's, <laughs> there's something that's been lost. Something yeah. that's been lost. And you know what? I mean, it was a time when Mel Gibson was the biggest, the most influential and powerful person in the movie industry. And we know why he's not anymore. We do. And uh, you know, I'm not here to argue that far, far from it. But you go back and you still watch Braveheart and you go, but it's a piece of art. The thing still is still holds up holds up it was on tv a little while ago and i was checking twitter out to see what the response would be over here to it and actually it was really quite yeah braveheart it was it wasn't a whole lot of talking about his personal demons uh, which you know that's that that's the person that's not the the, the the piece of art i'm not watching mel gibson in a sense i'm watching william wallace and i've been to the william wallace monument yeah you said that yeah, yeah. So, uh, he acts it he directs it not an easy thing to do um and I care about those characters. I care about those characters so much. It it, it it finishes very high for me, but it didn't get my top spot because uh, I wasn't that... I didn't think they really needed the love story with the French princess. You're right. So I think it's... I, I had it down as... It, I would I would rank it... The film... I think I've got number two. The film I've got number one, I think it's a better war movie. I think it's a better movie. It's a better war movie. Okay. And that's what the category was, so that's kind of what I went with. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so at, at number seven, also on nine points, but would have had um, a higher, like, first place vote system. It was voted by by, um, by more people. I think yeah, it's yeah, how I yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, we talked about Hacksaw Ridge yeah, a fair bit. Yeah. I never met Mel Gibson piece. So there we go. Tying with himself. It is. Absolutely. I recommend watching it. It's, it's a good little movie. Uh, I didn't do a mention. I think it's James Horner who does the score for Braveheart. 
bloody fantastic. Brilliant. Absolutely bloody fantastic. Brilliant, yeah. Uh, and then we've got another tie. So a tie for fifth place with uh, both with 10 points with 1917 and Warhorse. 1917 yeah. we've talked about. Warhorse, it's a bit it's a bit symbolic for me it's a bit visual uh, because the horse keeps changing and the stories around it don't so if you're into that kind of uh, 20 bucks was a movie that did that that followed a 20 dollar bill around new york city or something like that but this time it's a horse i i get it we get little mini stories but i don't i wanted the payoff of and yeah i just start it's like a series of sketches not sketches that kind of limits it but i wasn't as big on it have you seen it i have um i i I remember it moving me very much Um, considering this is a horse that's supposed to be put down and doesn't and get called to war and, yep. you know, survives the war but goes on different sides and, you know. It's, yeah, that's it's right, amazing, yeah. It's amazing how, because it's in no man's land, isn't he? Yeah, yes. So I have seen this, but I watched it um, for, like, high school English, so haven't seen it in a long, long time, so couldn't have. It's the journey of the horse, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's what it says on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, so in fourth place, then, um, we have got uh, Dunkirk, which is obviously one we've spoken about as re- already. Visually um, fantastic. This is one I really need to see. This is Visually where the brilliant. points start to jump. So fifth place, joint fifth place are 10 points. Um, Dunkirk is 18 points. Okay. So they start to jump quite massively. Uh, and third, also on 18 points, but obviously is one through a tie break, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Really like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's, uh, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. Tarantino, I love me some Tarantino. Now, Tarantino, you either well, you and I went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood together. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you were feeling about it most of the way through there. Now, Inglorious Bastards, I think, is a much better watch than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's that one scene that really sort of <laughs> in what in Once Upon a Time? No, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> I mean Christoph Waltz. It's a bit graphic, doesn't it? Christ- yeah, Christoph Waltz is amazing in it. I mean the sequences. I mean, if I said the the bar scene that the three versus three in the uh german uh which is a great one you've got brad pitt where his big, his big deep southern accent trying to pretend he can speak italiano but he can't and he can't but he's a dead giveaway but it's so funny because we're like oh he's got to speak and then you've got this revenge story of this woman who was uh i don't know if she was a daughter or maid or what the deal was in the milk scene at the start and her eventual revenge plot and then it takes a complete left turn when you're like because it strays into like like he's been known to do now alternate histories yeah because you, you don't you're like well there's no way this is gonna and then oh oh, oh they're doing it yeah 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 oh wow they're doing wow and so really really powerful movie uh hyper violent it's got bj novak in it georgia cool yeah <laughs> he chooses his roles really carefully and so he's great in it christoph waltz wins an oscar as he should for it um oh, still have another movie i didn't put oh there you go yeah and uh brad pitt is fantastic in it uh i believe mike myers is in it I think he is yeah. wow yeah yeah a small role i think he plays like a british general like yeah, he's, yeah. he's choosing his roles well in his older age as well so there yeah. we go um so such is on that one so that was a glorious bastard which finished was that fourth three third wow okay wow. Yeah, number three so uh, jumping up another seven points i told you they start to jump quite massively in these and uh, in finishing in second uh with 25 points is full metal jacket kubrick yes never seen it i have a long while again i can't tell you too much about it again there's another scene in that where uh it's very 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 powerful yeah that's the only scene I remember. So sorry, everybody who voted for Fumano Jacket. I wish I had something to say on it. I just know it's Stanley Kubrick. Uh, it's the one that gets mentioned kind of after Clockwork Orange in 2001 Space Odyssey. Then you hear Full Metal Jacket. So I haven't gone around to that one. Uh, and I then think num- it's Matthew Modine in that. Maybe, yeah. I think so. And then number one, I bet you I can guess this one. Go for it. It's, With a total of 34 points. It's going to be Saving Private Ryan. It is, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, this is where I'm going to go. Don't at me. I'm the one member of the BFE who voted for Saving Private Ryan. So <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, my word. Saving Private Ryan is... Um, it is a like vets that opening scene where they storm the beaches. I don't know if it's Normandy or what it is, but the opening scene where they storm the beaches. Um, it's nothing but diegetic sound. There's no music to lead the way, and you get the quiet of everybody scared because they're about to go in, and then you get the sound of the shells coming at them and hitting them, and it's supposed to be the most authentic. I mean, uh, Hanks and Spielberg really went all in with it as far mm-hmm. as historical accuracy, and it inspires them doing Band of Brothers, which would be the the, the, the nonfiction series, documentary yeah. that they would do later on. Um, and then it builds, so you have the aftermath of that, and it sort of grounds you into this is what it's about. 
And then it turns into the story of James Ryan, I think his name is, and uh, played by Matt Damon, a very young Matt. So you got Matt Damon at his like very youngest almost. Wow. And you got Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. Right? Veteran. I, th- I think he might have Sizemore in it. I could be wrong. Sizemore's in like every military movie ever. <laughs> you think he likes this hair, man? Um, <laughs> I love him. And so the gimmick here is that um, all of Matt Damon's brothers have died in the war. And so the U.S. government's promising his, well, basically saying, we need to get this kid home. We can't have him lose all five boys or whatever it is. Yeah. So the mission is to get him out of France. And you watch these soldiers and they, they, they feel, you know, and so you have questions about, about you know, is, is this justified? Why does he get to go home? You know, we all knew what we were signing up for when we got over here. Mm-hmm. Do I have to lay down my life to make sure he gets home? Why is that important? You know, yeah, yeah, my yeah. wife and my kids. And then Tom Hanks is kind of like this enigmatic general. And one of the big things is, uh, and he's developing tremors and all this stuff, but he's a real stern. The men all respect him, but they can't figure out uh, what he does for a living when he's at home and he won't tell him. And uh, funeral director, and then it, it all it all like falls apart in the third act, um, and just enough time for you to really care about these characters. And that's the thing; you can't just do gun, gun, shoot, shoot. No, you, you got to care about these characters. You do, and I said to you, and people, so um, yeah, I mean, Liam hasn't seen it. I don't know if Ethan has seen it or not. Uh, I put it up there, guy. Out if you're out there, I got my number four vote. So uh, I really. I really rate it highly, but there was that. George, are you able to look up? Uh, do you have a list of everybody who helped? Because uh, we know we really appreciate the, the, the audience coming in with our audience top 10. And so uh, as such, uh, do, do we have our list? I do, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have thanks to Reverend Bruce Hermes. It's a musical pod, Kev Dog. Uh, it goes down in the PM, Russell Osborne, Lena uh, Oberholzer, Richard and Debbie, um, Scott Old Bud Pod, uh, Brainsmith, uh, Khaleesi, or <laughs> Cal. C on yeah, Kelly C. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, shoot the flick. Uh, shoot the flick. Uh, Ashley Baxter and Ashley Baxter's mum. Yes. Um, your next favorite movie, um, SNRP. 2010 yep uh, carlo and sylvie who's at slywit on twitter yes and I'll, I'll note ashley baxter didn't see you putting up revolution on your list there no <laughs> i don't think it was anyway i think I revolution was never gonna no to get my list but you know it's the kingsland connection it is the kingsland connection so let's take a look at ours now the bfe top 10 uh i don't know um I feel all right about this. Uh, we got some ties, and we can. It's three of us who voted. It's really hard to break ties up, uh, especially with a topic as broad as this. I will say that some ones that maybe fell a little bit short. I had Valkyrie on my list. It didn't let plate. Uh, Ethan had Platoon. I had Lincoln. Uh, Ethan had Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, The Darkest Hour. Liam, you rated. I didn't. See, I think I gave the same sort of vote to uh, where you went Darkest Hour. I went Lincoln. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I think I had room for one of those, I think, on my yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say from Private Ryan. So the number 10, Dunkirk, yep. which we've talked about. We have. Uh, we have a three-way tie for seventh with uh, Ethan says 1914. Now, was this a film, 1914, or is Ethan screwed up? I will have a look. Isn't it a comedy thing, 1914? Um, like, um, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't be surpri- surprised. It comes up with 1917. When I think Ethan's made a mistake is. on the name of the film because of the th- fancy camera work. This is Ethan's kind of film. Oh, okay. the Roger Deakins thing. Okay, a hundred percent. So I just want to make sure that Ivan's. No, he has called it 1914. Isn't there? Isn't there a, a well, comedy on. thing with um, John Belushi? Uh, apparently, there is a DVD called 1914, um, but it. It won't be. Nah, I think this I is a, think this just that. a mistake. This is yeah. just a mistake. There's a comedic, I'm certain of it. There's a comedic war film with John Belushi. It's, it's called. It says it's an epic war film. Tells oh, story 1914. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. Tells the story of a 21st battalion as they prepare for the Battle of Courcelette in World War One. Maybe. Oh, maybe he's right. Maybe. Don't know. Okay. I think so. In the bones, back of my brain. I don't know. Uh, the Great Escape. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. You, I mean, these, these all got second place votes from whoever voted for them. Yeah. So um, I nearly I, I tussled to have that as my number one, and I, I voted Braveheart, and yeah. no one else. Uh, Ethan says it's 1917. So this is for Ethan. Doesn't show up. Can't even give me the right movie. God, what's wrong with him? Thanks for making me look like an ass. 
<laughs> I was trying to help him out. And, and we discovered a movie that we didn't know existed. So there we go. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, no one else voted for 1917, so it didn't uh, affect any votes. That would have been the, the real disaster. Yeah, <laughs> I had to do some quick it? math here. Uh, Braveheart, which I did. So I was really surprised no one else went Braveheart. I'm surprised no one else went Great Escape. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a yeah. great movie. Some, the, the irony is someone's let me the copy of the tape. Like the, the DVD? Yeah, yeah. And I've had it for years and I haven't watched it. We are going to watch it. Is that right? I okay. reckon that's, I reckon that rate highly on um, IMBD. Yeah, probably. And uh, um, Ron Tomatoes. A three-way tie for fourth. It got first place votes from all of us. And none of our number ones made it to the, the winner's circle. Uh, Grave of Fireflies by Ethan. Sorry, folks. No, I, it, for all we know, it could be a different movie title. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the real name of the movie? Yeah, I don't know. It was on the audience list. Is it? Okay. Yeah, oh, not, okay. I think it got like one person's. Uh, Liam, do you want to try and defend? I mean, this is the black eye to me. What's generally considered one of the worst box office blockbuster flops in the history of film. You gave your number one vote to Pearl Harbor. I did. Did anybody vote in the audience list for (laughs) Pearl Harbor? I'm just curious. Go ahead and defend. Okay, right. So I was living in Jersey at the time. One fifth place vote. Okay. (laughs) I was in Jersey at the time, and me and my mate rented out the Mexican and Pearl Harbor. I had no interest in Pearl Harbor. I had interest in the Mexican. Mexican, I turned off. Mexican after, was pants. After 15 minutes. Yeah. And I would put Pearl Harbor on. And I actually really enjoyed Pearl Harbor. Okay. Now, I don't know whether that was a time and a place I was going through or what I was feeling at the time, but I have fond memories of that film. Um, there's bits in it I like, like, for instance, when the Japanese fly over. And that shows you the humanity of the Japanese because some of the pilots are waving to the women and children, get in, get inside, you know. Yeah. Bad things are going to happen. You know, they're not just trying to just, they're just doing a job, basically. Yep. Um, and the things that hit me bad was things like um, Kate Beckinsale character, who is the nurse. So when Pearl Harbor is bombed, um, she has to go around with a, a lipstick and mark the people who's still alive, but is basically going to die. Yep. And you have to choose who you're no going to... trying to save them. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. don't Red Cross, leave him. Yeah, it's an old it's an old trauma trick. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, the marker or whatever it is that says. You know, and that really affected me. Because I was like, really? How would you deal with that sort of stuff? You know, okay, the love story was a little bit. But the actual history of it and the actual certain scenes of the thing. So it really sort of got me. And I like Pearl Harbor. My number one. Go on. Which fourth, tie for fourth, the rest of you. Um, for Ashley Baxter, who said, I believe the right quote was the millennials dominate these lists and not enough black and white movies show up. Recognize a, I'm gen X. So deal with that yeah. <laughs> barely, but I am gen X. Secondly, my number one choice of a war film is called all quiet on the Western front. I'm curious if anybody voted for that. I haven't seen it. All quiet on the Western front tells the story of a group of young men who go off to fight in the war. And uh, they end up dying one by one by one by one. The twist is they're Germans. Oh. And so it places you with the Germans. Now, World War One, not World War Two, where yeah, it's clear. Yeah. Versus, and we watch well, them front go as boys. And we watch them come back. Like he comes back to his the classroom where they all sign up for it. Mm-hmm. They all go, yeah, I'll go to war, go to war, be great. And he comes back to his classroom and he tells them all, don't come to war. I'm the only one left. And the teacher rallies the kids to call him a coward because you can't have that message change and the tragedy and the humanity. And because it's really weird, we talked about positioning people in in unique circumstances with letters from Iwo Jima, like, you know, or it's not that long afterwards and you're putting us in the trench with, with, with the Germans Yeah, and I care about them and I hate the English (laughs) for shooting and killing these boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, it's not a German film. It's, 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 it's either a North American or it's a, or it's a British made film, but the choice to put us in the German front is, is just inspired. And it speaks to the the false glorification of war and the... I don't know any of this when I'm watching it for the first time. It just showed, it just showed it to me at school. I was like 13. Yeah. But I was going, wow, this is... I can't get my head around this. Like, you know, my whole life, the other people are the villains. We are always the good guys. Yeah, it's interesting. Anybody else go for Alcohol on the Western Front? At two points on the audience list. Wow. I'll be interested to find out who where um, the Eagle has landed. <laughs> You gave it a ninth place vote, buddy. I did. Do you know why I gave it a ninth place vote? <laughs> We're kind of going through our top ten, buddy. You're jumping all the way down to like this two-pointer. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, quickly, quickly. 
Because um, <laughs> there's uh, it's set around Norfolk. Oh, okay. And um, it's got uh, Michael Caine in it, I believe. I think it's Michael Caine, yeah. Because um, I get that one and where Eagles Dare mixed up. Okay. Um, but it's um, basically Churchill getting a train to um, Lynn, basically. And they're trying to they're sending decoys, right. and uh, it's all about it's all about Norfolk, okay, and about how this fight happens. So it's and, a local one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. nice because there's a sign that says Downham this way. And oh, really? Okay, bro. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's really I just that's the only reason I like it. That's cool. <laughs> uh, number two, which actually you gave it a third place vote. I gave it an eighth place vote. Um, Ethan didn't register it. Robin Williams, Good Morning Vietnam. Really, um, when I first watched it, it really. So I watched it several times over the years. First time I watched it, I saw it as a fun movie mm-hmm. because of his energy. Yeah, it's, he's coping. He's he's giving them noise to block out what else would be there. Yeah, and the yeah. songs and the soundtrack and everything yeah. is like great. Uh, second, third, and fourth times I've watched it, you go deeper. Yeah. You start realizing. You know that what he's doing is he's trying to give them hope. He's trying to give them. He's trying to give them a voice as well. I think he's trying to. Dist- he's trying to tell them the truth. Yeah. And after truth is done being told, then he's trying to distract them and make their day a bit better. Yeah. Five pointer on the audience list. They almost almost made it. Okay. And then finally, number one. I was already mentioned on the on the audience list uh, itself, but we gave number one to Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> third place vote for me fourth place vote for ethan so uh, a little bit of wish fulfillment hitler dies yes <laughs> and uh you know good time how by all uh really it does in the end anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i really like it's among tarantino's best to me i used to always say pulp fiction pulp fiction pulp fiction and then this came in and i went i don't know this is what i could definitely see myself picking for the pod one week oh okay yeah absolutely really loving glorious bastards Probably another one for the chamber for anybody who's keeping track of the chamber. I'll tell you what I'd like to see again. I, I put it down here and I didn't make my list again because I don't really remember too much about it. But Empire of the Sun, Steven Spielberg. Yep. With um, a young um, Batman. Christian Bale. Oh, Christian Bale. Yeah, he's a very young kid in this. And um, I think it's. I'm sorry out there if you're listening and you've seen it and you. I can't really remember too much about it, but I remember feeling like this is a good movie. And I think it's about a young kid who's taken away from his family who survives the war. Um, and it's about where he ends up at the end of it. It's like a journey he goes on. Um, but I don't really remember too much. I just remember. That's why I didn't put it on my list. Cause I, I couldn't talk about it. So, okay. But I just felt like it needed a mention because it's one of them films that I think escaped people. Um, but it's a good performance by Christian Bale. Escaped the audience list. It's not on the list. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, uh, we didn't escape the audience list. I want to thank each and every person that George read off for joining us in. You got ours, our number one. So you're not the audience number one, Saving Private Ryan, our number one in Glorious Bastards. I'm okay with either of them. I quite like our list in the grand scheme of things. I just wish, I, I wish we'd found space for Saving Private Ryan, but you can't see what you haven't, you can't count what you haven't seen. And that's just sometimes, you know, circumstantial choice. Interesting, they did, did they put, yeah, they had Schindler's on as well, but quite low. Yeah. It's a it's a hard one to get someone to watch for the first time once you know nine, about it. Yeah. Once you know about it, so um, it's like, okay, you ready to be depressed the next three hours? Here we go. <laughs> Enjoy. It'll happen at some point for us, but for the time being, I we we leave on a uh, on a world where it felt like all the bad guys got their comeuppance in Inglorious Bastards yeah. and. Uh, Liam, you've been a glorious bastard through this whole thing, uh, and Georgia, yeah, you've been fantastic as well. Thank you for I moderating. You were just say bastard. <laughs> you've just been glorious. How about that? So, um, thanks a lot for, for the moderation. So, next month we're going to talk really quickly. We're going to talk about that, and then we're uh, we're rolling this one out. Next month it's Christmas month. We've already done best Christmas movies, so I thought, what's light and fun and playful, and maybe a bit of a change from what we just had. Mm-hmm. And so, we are going to do best movie musicals. Oh, Ooh, nice! No animation. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's different. No, yeah, no, no, I know it is, but my list will be significantly shorter. <laughs> and ready for this one? No, Hamilton. Ooh. Hamilton's not a movie. No, it's not. It's, it's a concert film. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, so it does not count. Anything where there's a movie where characters sing in a way that progresses the that deals with what's going on in the plot, that's fine. If their if their role is they are a singer, fine, go ahead. 
If you want to do Marilyn Monroe and something like it hot, yeah, totally, totally acceptable. Rock on. Go for it. Needs to be more than one song. Oh, okay. Needs to be more than one sung song. It's a count as a musical. Not only that, a little bit short around the round table this, this today, I thought. Yes. We're going to add some people next month for it. Oh, cool. We're being joined by Danny and Drew from It's a Musical hey, Podcast. Cool. They're going to have full, they're going to have full top 10 lists. They're not the audience list. They'll be joining the BFE hey, list for that. Oh, good, so good, we good. will Love have, Danny, we will have, if Ethan shows up, we will have six people around our virtual round, round table. Nice. I'm assuming Georgia will have some that she can choose from as well. So that will be Should good. Do. So, I mean, we got some big hitters. We, 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 we love a musical here at the BFE. We do, we do. Think about it. We've done Chicago. We've done Greece. Uh, Greece. We've done Moulin Rouge. Oh, love Moulin Rouge. That have all rated really quite highly and there's yeah, ones yeah, we yeah. haven't talked about yeah we little shop of horrors i keep trying to get on for halloween yeah, and all these yeah. sorts of things you know rocky so horror. rocky horror where do these things fall when we actually break it down so i'm looking forward to that cool and that'll be a fun way we're going to put it in that i think after the week between christmas and the end of the year we're going to pop it right in there so that'll be nice mm. when we're recorded exactly uh i gotta get a hold of danny and just 100 percent confirm but he knows it's a sunday he knows all that sort of stuff so we'll be all right cool we're getting Wonderful. ever closer to the patreon yeah, we're close to the page. Then it's Patreon time. Yeah. Well, so yeah. all sorts of stuff there. So uh, thanks a lot for listening. If you <laughs> Thanks a lot for contributing. If for those of you who did. And most of all, thanks for just keeping everything so positive. Everybody out there that lets us do what we do. Please join us next time when we tackle the best movie musicals of all time. Get those lists in. Hashtag BFE top five. You don't even have to wait for my post to go up. Get them in. <laughs> uh, for best film ever. Uh, I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And this has not been a war. This has not been a chore. Come back next month. We'll give you some more. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop.